सुजन्म कर्म च मे दिव्यम एवं यो वेत्ति तत्वतेहम पुनर्जन्म नैति मामेति सोर्जुन भगवान टेल्स अर्जुन दट वन हु रेकग्नाइजेस माय डिवाइन बर्थ एंड डिवाइन एक्शन दैट पर्सन विल ऑल्सो बिकम फ्री तत्वतः इन एसेंस वन हु रेकग्नाइजेस दिस सीक्रेट विल बिकम फ्री एंड व्हाट इज दिस ग्रेट सीक्रेट दैट दो बीइंग अनबॉर्न ही अपीयर्स टू टेक बर्थ holding the taking the help of prakriti and with his own maya bhagwan appears in various forms as avatar the whole world that way bhagwan is always present ishvara is always present as the world and as all of us just as our body is limited but made up of the five elements bhagwan's body is also this whole entire world but though all pervading and expressing as this world he also takes little form within the world but in essence my own self as well as the self of god is unborn we have seen about the atma that it neither takes birth nor does it die similarly the nature of god is also birthless and deathless there is no difference in essence between me and god but there is difference when we talk from the standpoint of the body and intelligence jiva is considered to be alpadnya less intelligent god is all intelligent jiva is less powerful god is all powerful jiva is under the sway of maya god is the lord of that maya so there are difference only with respect to the outer form the body but in essence we are one just as the wave and the ocean are different with respect to the outer form but in essence they are nothing but water so one who understand this will become free tatvatah in essence one who understands will gain moksha so the question is uh, may come into a mind that is this the philosophy or this path revealed just now or are there cases where jivas have attained moksha by following this path so bhagwan says that many have attained moksha and how that is now revealed in the next verse 10th verse वीतरागभय क्रोधा मन्मयामाश्रिता बहवो ज्ञान तपसाता वीतरागभय क्रोधा मन्मयामाश्रिता ज्ञान तपसा पूतामद्भावगता हाँ भगवान से बहव बहव मैनी 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 जीवस हैव एटेन वॉट 
mad bhavam attain my own being they have become one with me means they have recognized their own self and have attained freedom many many have attained what we call moksha moksha is nothing but recognizing our own true self which is free all the time so bahavah mad bhavam agatah but what were the qualities which they had because of which they could attain this oneness with god it says vitaraga bhaya krodhah those were people who were free from raga bhaya and krodh raga means attachment bhaya means fear krodh means anger they were free from all this raga bhaya and krodha they go together actually when there is too much of attachment then there is fear also and where there is fear and attachment there is krodha uh, also comes when we love someone or when we are attached to someone very much then there is fear of losing that person or something may happen similarly if there is attachment to our body there is fear of death there is attachment to wealth then fear of losing it attachment to people then again fear of losing hmm. so fear is all the time associated with attachment attachment means a intense feeling that i want it i depend on it my happiness depend on it so this feeling comes because of our ignorance of our own nature but as we follow this path and come to recognize our own self we will become free of this raga bhaya krodhah no attachment because there is all is my own self no fear because there is nothing to be lost i am eternal and no krodha because my happiness is not obstructed in any way krodha comes when my flow of my happiness gets obstructed when i am very enjoying very much and some disturbance is there i get angry so krodha is like a obstacle a speed breaker in on my path towards happiness but when i have recognized and realize my nature as happiness then this krodha also leaves me manmayaha they have become one with they have understood their oneness with god means with the totality that i the self alone is there in all that the self in me is the self in all manmayaha they have become god my divine identified with the lord mam upashritaha they are totally dependent on me totally surrendered to me they have taken refuge in me and how they could attain all this freedom from raga bhay krodh identification with me total surrender to me bhagwan says by one sadhana what jnana tapasa by tapas of knowledge austerity of knowledge knowledge itself is the austerity no other austerity is required see all our sadhanas they lead us to that 
knowledge itself. Knowledge, I don't mean theoretical. In the beginning, it is theoretical, but ultimately, we have to gain the actual experience of our own self. That is called self-knowledge. So our scriptures talk about the path of knowledge as Shravan, Manan and Niridhyasan. First we have to listen from the scriptures, from our teachers, listen about what they say about my own nature. Though I am with myself all the time, I don't know who am I, so I have to hear about it from the teachers. Then after hearing I have to contemplate on it, that's called Manan, contemplate. So through contemplation, intellectually I start appreciating who am I, what's my nature. And once this intellectual appreciation happens, then I have to meditate, means focus my attention to my own self, which I have understood through inquiry, through uh, what you call listening and contemplating. And this meditation will ultimately lead me into a state of absorption which is called Samadhi and in that state of Samadhi I will recognize myself by myself in myself as I am. So this is called Jnana Tapas. Before we reach this state of Jnana Tapas we have to prepare our mind. That comes through Karma Yoga and other Sadhana. But once we arrive at this Jnana Tapas then that Jnanam Knowledge itself becomes the sadhana. So Bhagavan says, this is not that one or two people have attained me, but bahavah, many, many, through this process of jnanam, have attained me. And they have, through knowledge, they have become pure, putaha. Puta means totally become pure, no distraction of the mind. Distraction of the mind, impurities like raga, dvesha, kama, krodha, they are the impurities of the mind. So all these impurities have gone through knowledge. What is that knowledge? How to gain it? That also will come in this chapter. So we will you have to wait for some time. But that knowledge is such that it purifies our mind. Let us say we have anger. How can we remove that anger from our mind? By taking bath, it doesn't go. Sometimes it comes more. By eating some special prasad and all, it doesn't go. By jumping or doing some exercise, it doesn't go. But when I gain proper vision, proper understanding, when I become wise, the anger goes. Anger, jealousy, greed, passion goes with wisdom. Even when sometimes by, by chance we gain that wisdom. <laughs> Through experience, we said, may I be samajdar ho gaya what does it mean? Wisdom has come. So wisdom alone is a great purifier. So when the mind becomes absolutely pure, it becomes still. It leads us into a state of meditation. When the mind is tired, we go into the state of sleep. But when the mind is pure, we go into a state of meditation. Meditation cannot happen jabardasti. We can sit jabardasti. We can sit for a long time. But meditation will happen only when the mind has become pure through knowledge. Otherwise, we will just sit for some time and then get up. 
as we were before. So Vita Raga Bhaya Krodhaha, becoming absolutely free of Raga Bhaya Krodha, identifying with me, taking refuge in me, Bhagavan says, many, many through the tapas path of knowledge have become absolutely pure and have attained me. So this is not a first time path which I am telling you. So through this knowledge they come to know their divine birth, the divine birth of God and the divine action of God. Indirectly they come to know their own divine birth and divine action. That not being born, I appear to be born. Not performing an action, I appear to perform action. Means I, my own self is free from birth and death. My own self is free from the sense of doership. When I come to recognize this, I become free. That is called moksha. So, the, again the question comes to our mind that um, those who surrender to God and those who, uh, what you call, those who follow this path, they attain moksha. And um, then is it that God is partial, that he gives moksha to someone and doesn't give moksha to others? Is Bhagavan says no. That whoever comes to me with whatever intention, I give them to them. It's a very famous and a beautiful verse now. says, Ye yatha maam prapadyante Tanstathaiva bhajamyaham Mama vartmanu vartante Manusha partha sarvashaha Ye yathamam prapadyante Tanstathaiva bhajamyaham Mama vartmanu vartante Manusha partha sarvashaha Bhagavan says, those who approach me Those people who approach me with whatever desire, with whatever intention, with whatever way they approach me, I also approach them in the same way. I also fulfill their desire in the same way. And that is the great secret of this world. That whatever we desire and whatever intention we have with which we move in this world, those things get fulfilled in appropriate time. That is how it is. If we desire moksha, we will get moksha. But very few people desire moksha. Generally we desire other things. So Bhagavan says, he who, whoever approaches me in whatever way. Suppose a person is uh, approaching for wealth, then I give them wealth. Somebody wants some position, name, fame, then I give them. If somebody has got a desire to know Jidnyasa, then I fulfill their desire by giving them knowledge. So in 7th chapter also when we study, we will, Bhagavan will explain that there are four types of people who approach me. One is those who are in some difficulty, sorrow, pain, misery, they approach God. 
if you stand outside some temple and all you will find four types of people so those who have trouble when trouble is gone they should stop going to the temples so when there is trouble physical emotional social economical this that huh, that's called arth i am in difficulty i am in pain i am in sorrow oh god please help me save me and they have their own understanding about god not as one with me but as someone powerful someone strong someone most uh, compassionate someone who will you know, listen to me so their concept of god each everyone's concept of god may be different and with that they approach maybe they may think that oh going to this temple i will be able to communicate to god then they go there or some may feel that no just staying at home i can communicate with god they stay at home wherever you go with whatever attitude bhagwan approaches them in that way because he is everywhere it's like you want to see space or forget about space if you want to see the sun rise where should you go many people go to kanyakumari as though there is no sunrise happening in delhi wherever you stay you can see the sunrise maybe not as beautiful as at some places but we can see it is everywhere but if we have that notion that no no i will go there only and see the sunrise and then go there and see the sunrise but even if you go there you will see the sunrise and even if you stay here and expect sunrise you will see it so god is like that all pervading and can be approached in various ways therefore there are multiple religions in this world and all of them claim that yes ours is the best and proper and we have we have all our desires have been fulfilled through this so if a person is in misery he approaches god for relieving him or her from all their miseries and god does it there are those who approach him to gain something in return well position name fame that they are called artharthi bhakta god fulfills their desires also depending on their karma depending on the situation he fulfills he has got his own system of fulfilling hmm. then there are those who approach god to know they have intense jignasa thirst to know they want to know who am i what is this world but they by themselves they don't inquire but they approach god in their own way they surrender to him and pray to him that please reveal your nature to us and bhagwan says i give them knowledge dadami buddhi yogam tam in 10 chapter bhagwan says i give them knowledge and there are those who approach god with with knowing that he is one with me they approach him in the state of meditation and come to experience oneness with him so ye yatham am prapadyante tans tathaiva bhajami aham mahatma sometimes they say it in a more beautiful way that if you take one step towards god he takes 10 step towards you and his steps are long 10 steps in fact one step of god itself is enough 10 steps are not required if we approach him with emotion he also responds to us with emotion if we approach him with intellectual vigor and all he also fulfills it 
accordingly. So that is the beauty. It's like a mirror. Whatever face we show to the mirror, the mirror shows the same face to us. You can try it out. I have tried. <laughs> so, God is like that. Whatever way we approach Him, He comes to us in the same way. If we have any desire in our mind and approach in the right time, in the right way, He fulfills that desire. If not in this lifetime, in the next lifetime. In Ramayana, there is a story of um, Vibhishan approaching Lord uh, Ramchandraji. And as soon as he came, Bhagwan gave him the kingdom of Lanka. Before even winning that kingdom, he said, you are the king now. But he said, I don't want the kingdom. He says, no, you had that desire in your mind. When he was kicked by Ravan and all, some desire came into his mind that if only I had this kingdom, it would have been a different matter altogether. I would have ruled the kingdom in a different way. And see, look at my brother, the way he is dealing with the whole situation. So that desire had come to his mind. And Bhagavan says, if any desire is there in my devotee's mind, I fulfill those desires. So, mama vartmanu vartante manushya partha sarvashaha he partha he arjuna. All beings, all human beings, manushyaha, all human beings, they are following my path alone. Some of them are coming to me directly and many are coming to me indirectly. But all of them, in whatever way, in whatever sadhana they are doing, whichever gods they are worshipping, whatever upasana they are doing, they are ultimately coming to me. And this is the beautiful approach and understanding which we have. And therefore, in our culture, we have this what we call tolerance, acceptance of all gods. Some few more gods doesn't disturb us because already 33 crores are there. So new god or new ideas or new methods of worship doesn't disturb, doesn't change our philosophy, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't change our understanding of God. Because he is in all ways. So, ye, mama vartmanu vartante, all people, all human beings are following my path. Of course, those who are following this path of karma yoga, bhakti yoga, jnana yoga, dhyana yoga and all, they are directly on that main road. But others are also, they are also coming to me. There is a famous beautiful shloka which says that akashat patitam toyam yathagachati sagaram sarvadeva namaskaram keshavam pratigachati. That just as the water when it falls from the sky, it ultimately goes to the ocean. Some go directly, but some, many go, many water particles, they go indirectly. Some of them fall in the river, some go into the, what you call the underground, in various ways, but ultimately all water has to reach the ocean, because that is our source, that is the source of the water. Similarly, all people are approaching God. Even Nastik, those who don't believe in God, they say that, oh, I don't believe in God. They are also approaching God only. They also desire peace. They also desire happiness. They also desire satisfaction. So these are nothing but qualities of God only. 
सो मम वर्तमान वर्तंते मनुष्य पार्थ सर्वशः ऑल ऑफ देम आर अप्रोचिंग मी सो जस्ट वी हैव टू प्रे वी हैव टू जस्ट फॉलो दिस पाथ एंड वी विल बी एबल टू अटेन दैट सुप्रीम गोल इफ इट इज सो सिंपल if it is uh, that we can approach and we will get what we want if we want moksha we will get moksha then how come all people don't follow this path what is the problem that problem is being revealed now in the next verse see the whole bhagavad gita is a very systematic presentation so each verse is connected to the other verse in a in a logical sequence we have to understand that sequence then the whole thing will become more clear to us so why all people don't follow this path i mean follow the path which will lead them to moksha directly freedom from all sorrow all pain what is the problem bhagwan says in the next verse kaankshantah karmanam siddhim यजंत इह देवता क्षिप्र हिमाषे लोके सिद्धिर्भवति कर्मजा कांशंत कर्मण सिद्धि यजंत इह देवता क्षिप्रम हिमाषे लोके सिद्धिर्भवते कर्मज हाँ भगवान सेज मोस्ट ऑफ द पीपल दे डिजायर द रिजल्ट ऑफ एक्शन मोक्ष इज द रिजल्ट ऑफ नॉलेज बट मेनी ऑफ अस वी डिजायर रिजल्ट ऑफ एक्शन मीन्स डिजायर things of this world which can be measured which can be quantified which is different from us which gives us temporary happiness and peace those things alone comes in our mind they are the only desire which comes to our mind though deeply we want complete happiness but we strive to gain those things which give us limited happiness it's a it's a contradiction it's a strange paradox like deeply we want peace but we uh, complete peace but we are striving to gain temporary peace deeply want we we want happiness total happiness but we strive to gain temporary happiness through action and the results of action so kaankshantam karmanam siddhim यजंत इह देवता सो डिजायरिंग द लिटिल लिटिल रिजल्ट ऑफ एक्शन भगवान सेज इन दिस वर्ल्ड पीपल जनरली वर्शिप द लिटिल गॉड्स देवता मीन द लिटिल गॉड्स गॉड ओनली हिज पावर्स हिज इज देयर इन दिस वर्ल्ड इन वेरियस वेज देर आर मल्टीपल जीवास आर देयर वी आर ऑल्सो जीवास the animal birds plants are also jivas and there are higher jivas also whom we call gods little gods we have our own ability we have our own strength but our strength is limited those higher beings have more strength and more power they can give us something which we ourselves cannot obtain 
सो इन दिस वे देर आर मल्टीपल जीवास और देवतास आर देर हु हैव देर ओन इंडिविजुअल स्ट्रेंथ एंड पावर सी वेन वी डिजायर समथिंग दैट डिजायर गोज टू दैट पर्टिकुलर देवता इफ वी इफ वी इफ वी विश और इफ वी डिजायर इन दैट वे दैट मे माई मे आई बिकम प्रॉस्परस लेटर सी बट आई डोंट थिंक ऑफ दैट सुप्रीम लॉर्ड बट आई जस्ट थिंक ऑफ सम पर्टिकुलर देवता विल ब्लेस मी विथ प्रॉस्पेरिटी देन दैट प्रेयर एज दो गोज टू दैट देवता एंड दैट देवता फुलफिल्स दैट प्रेयर even if we don't believe in devtas when we develop the desire in our mind we approach that type of forces in nature suppose i want wealth i will go to a wealthy person i want some power i go to a powerful person and from that person i get that power but i will not get all power because i have not approached the supreme god there is a very famous story that once one uh, person wanted uh, fakir wanted some some wealth or something so he approached uh, that uh, akbar badsha that let me go and ask for something from akbar badsha so when he went there he saw the badsha was praying so he waited for some time and after he finished his prayer the badsha he started asking please give me this give me power give me strength give me wealth and he finished his prayer and then he was he just looked back he saw that fakir returning so he called him he said what happened you have come here to ask so why don't you ask he said i had come to ask but when i saw you yourself were asking from someone else i decided why not ask directly from there why ask you so we have various desires in our mind and to fulfill those desires we approach the limited powers of this world the limited energy the limited forces of this world we approach that is what we call worshiping little gods and we remain stuck with those little gods so bhagwan says that kanchantam karmanam siddhim yajanta ihe devataha if you approach me i will give you what you want if you want moksha i will give you moksha but if you approach my little powers and force you will get little things whatever you desire kshipram hi manushe loke siddhir bhavati karma ja in this manushya lok in our human world world of humanity bhagwan says karma plays a very important role the results of karma are seen and they are uh, sometimes very quick kripram kripram means quickly in this manushya lok we get the results of action suppose i want a cup of coffee immediately i can act and then get a first class bana diya coffee pee liya so the action gives instant result in this manushya lok means human being has got the ability to act therefore the scriptures and all are meant for human beings only do's and don'ts are told to human beings not to animal birds plant they don't have papa and punya they are guided by instinct they cannot be told this this is papa and this is punya they do everything by instinct but a human being 
has got this choice that they can act in a particular way or they can act in some other way. Therefore, all guidance and do's and don'ts are given to human beings. So, Bhagavan says, human beings live in the world of action and this action gives results accordingly. And therefore, many people are attached to action and they want the result of action. But when we are talking about moksha, it is not a result of action, it is the result of knowledge. I hope you are understanding what I am saying. Hmm. For example, if I want to, let us say, I want to reach a particular spot, go to a particular place, I have to walk without walking or without taking some vehicle and all, I won't reach that place. But suppose I just want to be quiet and peaceful, then I have to just sit at one place only and can attain it. Similarly in the world, if I want some, some object or some external result, I have to work for it. But if I want to obtain my own self, I have to be just be in my own self alone. I have to recognize myself. If I want to become a monkey, I have to put forth effort. If I want to become a human being, I have to just know that I am a human being. Similarly, if I want to gain something in this world, I have to put forth effort. But if I have to realize my own nature, I have to gain, it can come to me through knowledge. But this knowledge is not appreciated by Many, everyone appreciates action only. So Bhagavan says, people don't approach me for moksha because they are interested in other things. So, kshipram hi manushe loke siddhir bhavati karmaja. So this siddhi or this result of action are instantaneous and therefore people go towards it. Now the question is, that you said that uh, human beings have this ability to act and through that action they get the various types of results. So what is so special about these human beings? And what type of action if we perform properly, intelligently, can we come, become free of this bondage of action? This is itself is called bondage of action. Desiring some result, striving towards it, gaining that result, getting more attached to the result, becoming greedy, then again striving and again getting, this itself is called karma bandhan. So what is the uh, way to come out of this karma bandhan? What is the technique by which human being can become free of this karma bandhan? Even while acting in this world, how they can slowly and steadily become free from all this bondage of action. Why, what is so special about human being that they alone are given this choice of action? So that is now very interestingly pointed out in the next verse. That verse has to be understood properly. It is a little uh, controversial in the sense there is, there is possibility of lot of misunderstanding because of this verse. So let us try to understand it properly. Chatur Varnyamaya Shrishtam 
गुणकर्म विभागशः तस्य कर्तारमपिमाम विध्यकर्तारमव्ययम चातुर्वर्ण्यम मया श्रेष्ठम गुणकर्म विभागशः तस्य कर्तारमपिमा विध्यकर्तारमव्ययम हा सी ह्यूमन बीइंग्स आर डिवाइडेड इनटू फोर क्लासेस चातुर्वर्ण्यम मया श्रेष्ठम गुणकर्म विभागशः बेस्ड ऑन गुण द थ्री गुणास सत्वगुण रजोगुण एंड तमोगुण एंड बेस्ड ऑन एक्शन विच दिस गुणास प्रॉम्प्स अस टू डू द ह्यूमन पॉपुलेशन इज डिवाइडेड इनटू फोर क्लासेस चतुर्वर्ण वर्ण मीन्स कलर और क्लास एंड दिस फोर क्लास फेमस क्लास नोइंग ब्राह्मण क्षत्रिय वैश्य एंड शूद्र दे आर द क्लासिफिकेशन ऑफ ह्यूमन बीइंग मया श्रेष्ठम भगवान सेज दैट दिस इज बीन क्रिएटेड बाय मी ओनली मी मीन्स इट इज पार्ट ऑफ दिस वर्ल्ड इट्स पार्ट ऑफ नेचर दिस फोर फोल्ड क्लासिफिकेशन इज देयर इन ह्यूमन बीइंग एंड बेस्ड ऑन दिस फोर फोल्ड क्लासिफिकेशन एक्शन हैपन एंड बेस्ड ऑन द एक्शन रिजल्ट कम so in order to understand and appreciate our kartavya karma it will be uh, necessary for us to understand our nature nature means nature of the body mind and all in order to understand our nature we will have to understand this beautiful classification which is natural though in society lot of misunderstanding and lot of uh, advantage and uh, what you call been taken because of this people sometimes they take only one portion of this statement and say that bhagwan has made this classes chaturvarnyam maya ashrishtam and we are the high class and you are the low class and all but let us try to comprehend this so one thing we have to understand that this classification is made on the basis of guna and karma not exactly on the basis of janma not on the basis of birth but on the basis of guna and karma gunas are the three gunas are the sattva gun rajogun tamogun which are part of nature our body our mind which is made of nature nature means this five elements in them there is this there are this qualities called sattva gun rajogun and tamogun which expresses in our life the sattva gun expresses as knowledge as wisdom as happiness as peace huh? as uh, as what you call as faith as quietude as calmness that is the expression of sattva gun sometimes we feel very happy what does it mean it means that our mind is in a state of sattva gun it doesn't mean anything it, mean, it doesn't mean that oh i have got wealth and all it doesn't depend on the external factor the mind when is it is in a state of sattva gun we feel a sense of happiness and peace 
even when the situation outside may be bad or wrong it doesn't matter if the mind is in sattva gun there is great peace and happiness and faith quietude wisdom but when the mind is in a state of rajogun there is lot of agitation rajogun the quality of rajogun is activity or agitation sometimes these agitations are positive sometimes they are negative so when the mind is overpowered by rajogun lot of desires come in our mind lot of uh, disturbance come uh, then even the qualities like uh, pride jealousies anger uh, fear and all these disturbing factors also appear in our mind without any rhyme and reason it's like when the it, uh, the rainy season comes it rains it's just a season therefore pujya gurudev used to call it the seasons of the mind sattva gun rajogun tamogun are seasons of the mind in that season that type of thoughts start coming if you are in a satvik mood tamasik thought will not come we have to forcefully go into a tamogun to bring those thoughts tam tamogun when we are overpowered by tamogun the mind gets uh, filled with uh, lethargy laziness uh, grief sadness comes uh, deep sense of uh, uh, what you call um, uh, this sadness only grief also comes and then we feel uh, more and more dull and don't understand anything hmm. lack of wisdom lack of motivation tamogun is absence of sattva gun and rajogun also so there is lack of motivation kuch karne ka man nahi karta hai depression depression is also classic example of tamogun kuch karna nahi uthna hi nahi chalna hi nahi don't feel motivated self motivation is not there somebody has to push them self motivation is not there and also understanding wisdom is not there so that is also natural quality of the mind the mind has got all these three gunas only the difference is the difference in proportion all of us who are sitting here we have all these three gunas because of our tamogun we can sleep if tamogun was not there sleep will not be possible because of rajogun activity happens and because of sattva gun understanding take place the proportions are different so we are born with different proportions or predominance of these three gunas at the level of a body mind intellect we are born with different proportions so those who are predominantly satvic they are classified as brahmans is classification of things which are already there it's not creation hmm. like we look at the uh, flowers or look at the birds and all and we classify them into different groups we are not creating them we are just classifying them so based on the facts this classification is done so those who are predominantly satvic they are called brahmanas those who are predominantly rajasic with a 
secondary, what you call the second uh, gunas as sattvic, they are called uh, kshatriyas. So kshatriyas have rajogun and the second predominant gun they have is sattvagun. Then the vaishyas are also predominantly rajasic, but their second gun is tamogun. So, uh, hmm. and the kshudras are those who are predominantly tamasic. So, this is a broad classification. Predominant uh, sattvagun is uh, brahmana, predominant rajogun, I mean tamogun is uh, kshudra, then predominant rajogun are vaishya and uh, kshatriyas, but in kshatriya, the second quality which they have is uh, sat, sattva gun and in vaishya the second quality they have is tamogun. Therefore you will find that those who have vaishya vritti they are very rajasic, they are very energetic and they want to do this and that and all but at the same time when that uh, whole energy goes away they like to sleep. So either they are active or they are sleeping. So either they are jumping, dancing, roaming around, organizing this, that and all, or they are sleeping. They are called tamasi. Uh, kshatriyas are those who are also very energetic, but because of their second quality of sattvakund, they are very generous. Kshatriyas are uh, very brave, very energetic, but at the same time very generous, very loving, and they have great understanding also. So these are natural in all. Now the another beauty is based on these qualities we like to do work. So if we don't know who we are or what is our predominant quality, we should see what type of work we are interested in. And from that we will come to know. And this is revealed now in the 18th chapter. But I will just take a jump and go to the 18th chapter. In the 18th chapter, the natural activities of these four varnas are given. So what is the natural activity of a Brahmana? He says a Brahmana is naturally attracted towards gaining knowledge. And this Brahmana, Vritti, they are naturally attracted towards gaining the higher values of life, like quietude of the mind, Shamaha, like control of the senses. Like, sing, uh, like focus, single-pointedness of their mind. Like purity within and without. Like forgiveness, straightforwardness, wisdom, uh, belief in the higher power. These are natural uh, tendencies of a Brahmana. Now again, I will, before I proceed further, let me tell you that all these four varnas are there in everyone. So don't uh, feel that anybody is purely Brahman, at least not in the present times. Maybe in the uh, past or maybe sometimes it might have been there. But at present, all of us, we have the qualities of all these four varnas. I am not talking about them as something is good or bad. All four of them are there and all four are necessary for us. So first we will try to understand each one of them separately and then find out how they are within us. This is a very interesting topic. 
and understanding this and if we behave according to our varna doing our natural activity we will be most satisfied and most peaceful and very very efficient in our life some portion when the the suppose we have whatever percentage of brahmana in us then that particular uh, energy and uh, time and should be put forth to do that type of activity we have to spend some time in gaining knowledge and wisdom quieting our mind and satisfying our brahmana personality in us those who cannot satisfy they will feel miserable we have to satisfy our brahmana personality our kshatriya personality our vaishya personality and shudra personality also which is there within us then we will feel a total sense of fulfillment so this is a natural brahmana uh, what you call tendency now what is kshatriya he says that when we have the kshatriya quality in us that propels us into this type of activity what shaurya it gives rise to courage rajogun and satvagun together brings courage in our heart courage means freedom uh, uh, freedom from fear ability to walk uh, on a new path also to take little risk also that courage comes without this courage we cannot go forward we cannot achieve things in this world many people fail in life because of lack of courage courage is very important ha huh. so that courage is a natural quality of this kshatriya we have stories and all of kshatriyas were courageous and the daring and all those things but it is there in every one of us even when we decide to do something new in our life that is that shows courage only even when others are opposing we say no no i will follow this path this is the right path for me i will do it that is courage so shaurya it is called then tejah a, a, a glow on their personality tej like we which which comes because of their fearless fearlessness because there is no fear in their heart so tej is there then dhruti dhairya perseverance not to get affected by various obstacles which might come that's called dhruti even when obstacle come they keep on moving forward then daksh daksham daksham is alertness in many things come and uh, even in that situation they show alertness and take appropriate decisions in life then yuddhecha apalayanam not running away from a battle battle need not be battle fought in the battlefield but the various obstacles which might come in our life they are not scared of those obstacles they pray even when they pray to god they say that don't i am not praying that you should remove obstacle from my life i just want more strength so that i can face this obstacle so that is another great quality of uh, this activity actually this is this comes under activity of akshatriya then this activity get expressed in various ways akshatriya may be found in army also akshatriya may be found as a teacher also akshatriya may be found as a business person also akshatriya may be there in the politician as a politician also the outward profession is not the determining factor of a this varnas all four varnas will be found in all professions you can imagine 
even a chaprasi may be a brahman it doesn't matter because this are the professions are different uh, things so this qualities if they are expressing then they are the that that is the quality of that particular word so yuddhecha apalayanam danam they are very generous akshatriya is one who just gives is generous is a large heart ishvara bhava lordship lordliness is there means when that person walks or talks or is he commands authority that is the power of a kshatriya even when a, like some of the animals and all that kshatriyas like lion and all when he walks he commands authority everyone all stand still there everyone else means other animals and all they just wait baba sher aa gaya hai commands authority then ha ah, these are the natural activities karma of kshatriyas ha ah, then comes the vaishya vaishya is one who is a producer of wealth so brahmanas are the thinking class like wise thinking good qualities and all kshatriyas are generous fearless courageous organizing ability vaishyas are those who have the ability to produce creative people who know how to produce wealth they are the producers of wealth so therefore they say to here bhagwan says krishi like agriculture or gau raksha protecting cows protecting cows means protecting wealth cows were the wealth in the good old days so protecting wealth and vanijya means business transaction circulating wealth agriculture means producing wealth from nature protecting wealth and circulating wealth in society that is the natural karma of a vaishya he likes to do it produce something from nothing from mitti also then protect it also and circulate it also in the world like our blood when it circulates in the body the body remains healthy similarly when the wealth gets circulated in the society the society remains healthy when it gets stuck in the swiss bank then the society gets disturbed little bit but when it circulates in everyone's hand and everywhere then it it is good for the society then kshudra is one who is paricharyatmakam karma whose natural ability is to uh, work follow orders or uh, what you call yeah work execute execute whatever is said properly that is the ability of a kshudra doesn't have his own understanding doesn't have his own motivation but when somebody gives a understanding somebody motivates he follows like anything khud ko pata nahi kya hai kaisa hai aap bata dijiye main kar lunga sab i will do it you have to tell me but nobody tells and nobody motivates that fellow will be sleeping or just lying down lazing watching football match Hmm. but when somebody says are you have to do this and all what are you doing ghar mein bhi sometimes motivators are there 
वैसे क्या कर रहे हो कितने देर से टीवी देख रहे हो चलो जाके बाजार से वो लेके आओ देन दैट फेलो रन्स ब्रिंग दैट गिव्स एंड अगेन लुक्स एट दो चार गोल बाकी है वो देख लेता है सो दिस आर द फोर वर्णास एंड फोर टाइप्स ऑफ एक्टिविटीज विच आर नेचुरल फॉर दिस फोर वर्णास एंड दिस फोर टाइप्स ऑफ एक्टिविटी भगवान से इफ अ पर्सन डज इट it will help that person to slowly and steadily purify his mind and lead him to the ultimate goal in the third chapter it was said that everyone of us should do understand our swadharma and follow it sincerely how to understand swadharma by understanding our nature this fourfold nature and their proportion or even if we don't have to analyze it so deeply we have to do these four types of activity in our life first brahman activity of gaining knowledge purifying our mind developing some good values uh, and uh, developing this uh, what you call sense of uh, total fulfillment satisfaction faith these are the activities of the brahmana when we gain knowledge we also sharing knowledge also becomes part of that activity so learn and share the knowledge which you have learned but also we should have kshatriya qualities in us we should have the courage ability to organize ability to protect ability to uh, what to call foresee face challenges in life take new risk do some new things so kshatriya blood is also there within us and we should be able to express it in the for the benefit of the society otherwise that will remain uh unfulfilled and that will give us a sense of dissatisfaction in life therefore now and then people go on some thrilling adventure sports and all this are all kshatriya thing are there within they try to express it but that may not serve the purpose or in the society maybe so if we can express it in a positive way it might be beneficial for the world then the vaishya quality is also there within us ability to produce to be creative therefore we should spend some time creating wealth creating something it's very important some sort of creativity should be there in our life which will help us to express to fulfill those type of desires which are there within us and very most important is shudra qualities which is there in us we should utilize it for the service of mankind however wealthy however strong i may be but sometime i should spend serving the world like a like a without any ulterior motives without expecting anything expressing myself as a very humble servant of this world so when all these four qualities are understood all these four varnas are understood their proportions are understood within us and when we follow them their natural activities and those activities we dedicate to god then that is called karma yoga and this karma yoga will lead us to purity of the mind and then ultimately to knowledge therefore bhagwan says that people don't expect or they don't desire moksha because they have so many other desires because they have ability to act and obtain those desires so they keep on acting so if they understand this concept of four varnas 
if they understand what is their swadharma and if they express it in a proper way, karma yoga way, they will be able to purify their mind and ultimately will be able to gain that moksha. So with that idea in mind, Bhagavan has revealed this uh, knowledge about these four varnas. And he says that Maya Shrishtam, I have created. I have created means God is the creator of this world. The world is expression of God only. So if God is the creator of this world, naturally everything in the world is a creation of God. So this is also creation of God only. So he says, I have created. But another very contradictory statement Bhagavan says, is tasya kartaram apimam. Though I am the creator of this world and creator of these four varnas, understand that I am not the creator. Vidhi akartaram and avvayam, I am imperishable and not the creator. See, the creation aspect is with respect to the shakti called maya. Means Bhagavan appears to be the creator of the world, but in his absolute nature, he is not the creator. So that is what we have to understand. In his absolute nature, he is not the creature. By his very presence, activities happen in this world. But with respect to the prakriti, when we look at God, we say he is the creator. Like for example, with respect to the body, when I, somebody asks, what are you doing? I say, I am sitting. But really speaking, that Atma is neither sitting nor standing. But when we speak in the world, we speak with the idea of identifying with the body, then we use the word that I am speaking, I am walking, I am talking. But in the absolute stand, I am neither walking, nor talking, nor speaking. Similarly, from a relative standpoint, Bhagavan says, I am the creator of these four varnas. But from the absolute standpoint, I am not the creator. And this is what we mean by his divine action. So his divine uh, birth and divine action has been revealed here. Divine birth is not being born, appears to be born. And divine action is not performing any action, being a non-doer, still appears to be performing action. These are some uh, mind-boggling and little... But it's quite interesting. If you, therefore, I say you have to listen to it again and again. Because Bhagavan Krishna is not an ordinary human being. He is Sakshat Ishwar. So what he is speaking is not some simple, simplistic thing. They are very deep and very interesting. So I hope you comprehend it. Let me again uh, go back and revise a little bit. So, Bhagavan had told Arjuna that though I am unborn, I appear in various forms. I take avatar. And one who understands the secret of my janma and karma, they become free, they will gain moksha. So, the question was, that is it that this is a new theory you are talking about now? He says, no, no, no. Many people have followed this path and have attained moksha. Bahavaha, jnana tapasa. Many, many have followed this path of knowledge and have attained moksha. Then is it that you give moksha, many have attained, but many have not attained. So are you little partial? He says, no, I am not partial. Whoever approaches me in whatever way, I give them that. If they approach 
for moksha, I give moksha, but if they approach for other things, I give them other things. Then why not people approach for moksha? He says they have so many other desires, you know. Moksha is given a secondary status like. First they want to fulfill other desires. So many, many desires are there in their mind and those desires are fulfilled through karma and as a human being we have the ability to perform karma. So they perform karma to fulfill those desires. They worship the little, little devtas to fulfill those desires. So what is the right way of performing karma? The right way is to understand exactly what is your nature, understand what is the natural action with respect to that nature, that action you perform dedicated to me. And for that you have to understand these four class, Brahman, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra. They are based on guna and karma, not on janma. Some people say I am born as a Brahmana, but one may be born as a Brahmana. In a Brahmana family, means father is Brahmana, mother is Brahmana. They are both good people, nice people, but that fellow might be Rakshasa also. There is no guarantee. Or the parents may be Rakshasas, like of Bhakta Prahlad, but Prahlad was a, like a Brahmana only we can call him. Pure, wonderful person. Like all these brothers... Who brothers? Three brothers. Which brother? Ravan, Kumbhakarna and Vibhishan. They are of three different varieties. Three brothers. Ravan was Rajasik. Kumbhakarna was Tamasik. And Vibhishan was Sattvic. Predominantly. Though he, all of them had other qualities also, but predominantly they were of these three main quality. So, Rajogun made that Ravan restless like. He was not uh, satisfied with anything. All the time wanting something new, something different, something sensational. Want to go here, there and conquer the whole world. Kumbhakarna had other plans. He said, I am sleeping now. I He used to sleep for six months. One day he will get up, eat and then again sleep. So, he was all the time sleeping. And during the war, he was woken up. He got so annoyed. He said, Abhi, why did you wake me up so early? He was woken up early. So he was tamasic, but Vibhishan was sattvic. So we have to find out. You, Each one of you have to sit and note down how many qualities you have of sattvagun, rajagun and tamagun in you. Find out the percentage. Do some little research on yourself. Find out what percentage of Brahmana you are. All of us are all four. Therefore, in the scripture also it is said in the in the Purusha Suktam that all these four Varnas have come from the body of God only. From his head came the Brahmanas. From his arms came the Kshatriyas. From his uh, uh, thighs came the Vaishyas and from his feet came the Shudra. Just like all parts of our body are important to us. Without feet we cannot walk. All parts are important to us. Similarly, all these four Varnas are important not only as for an individual but for the society also. Forget about society and individual. Even if you look at our body, we will find that all four Varnas are there in our body. Our brain is who? A Brahmana. Then within, I don't know much about it, but within you will find lot of Kshatriyas roaming around. 
then there are vaishyas creating some this producing producing there such great producers actually i tell you some i read somewhere our uh, this um, livers and this and that they create those type of material which are useful for the body sometimes immediate demand is given to them or produce this its emergency is there so please go there secret karo then immediately it produces it those enzymes and then hormones and proteins and this and that they produce like and they are the vaishyas then there are workers they are just working working in the body so all these four are there our white blood corp that corpuscles or something they are called they are like the kshatriyas they start attacking like anything if some wound or something is there all of them poor they go there attack and they die they sacrifice themselves we look at them and this person all we say kitna ganda but they have they have sacrificed their life for you we should be grateful for them rather than looking them with ugly face so all these four varnas are there in our body or these four varnas are there in a society whether they believe or not it is there everywhere even in a animal kingdom bird kingdom you will find this all four varna but here mainly bhagwan is talking about human society and the usefulness of this four varna these four varnas are revealed to understand our swadharma our nature and to express ourselves accordingly सुतस्य कर्तारम अपिमा विद्धि अकर्तारम अव्ययम सो व्हाई व्हाई व्हाट इज द सो दिस दैट दो यू आर अ डूअर यू आर नॉट अ डूअर हाउ कम दिस एक्शन ऑफ क्रिएटिंग दिस फोर वर्णस आर नॉट बाइंडिंग यू व्हाट इज सो स्पेशल अबाउट यू दैट भगवान नाउ रिवील्स इन द नेक्स्ट वर्ड्स ही सेज नमाम कर्माणि लिम्पन्ते नमे कर्म फले स्पृहाजाते कर्म भिर्न सबध्यते नमाम कर्माणि लिंपन्ते नमे कर्म फले स्पृहा भगवान से इज वेन आई दिस एक्शंस विच आर बींग परफॉर्म बाय मी इसे नमाम कर्माणि लिंपंती दोज एक्शंस डोंट बाइंड मी दे डोंट टेंट मी वाय because name karma phale spruha i do not have any desire for the fruits of action one thing is they don't bind me they don't taint me because i don't have a sense of doership there is no sense of doership and there is no desire for the results of action these are the two things which bind us to action when we are free of these two we become free of the bondage of action first is the notion that i am the doer action is happening at the level of our body at the level of our speech at the level of our mind when i the atma thinks that i am the doer that means i identify with this equipments and i start feeling that i am the doer 
it's like when the clouds are moving this if the space also thinks that i am moving the space is not understanding properly the space is not moving only the clouds are moving but when the space by mistake identifies with the cloud it will feel that i am moving sometimes it happens no we are standing on a what you call on a rock near the river the river is flowing very fast and we also feel that we are also moving or we are seeing some movie and all suddenly that car comes speeding towards us and we just duck and all especially 3d movies and all it appears as though i am there i am moving once i had gone to see one that imax nice that uh, cinema was there and the whole the whole screen everywhere hmm and there was this aeroplane and it was uh, flying and going down and up and all and we were looking and i was feeling as though i am sitting in that aeroplane and going up and down and you feel really scared and all but when you close your eyes then suddenly you feel that everything has stopped no car no aeroplane nothing no movement everything is as it is but again you open your eyes again you see movement because the identification take place so instantly and so accurately that i feel i am moving similarly atma who is not moving atma who is not acting atma means i have identified with body mind intellect which is acting and i feel i am the doer so when one has got the sense of doership and when one has got this attachment to certain results of action then those actions seem to bind us bhagwan says i don't have both i don't have the sense of doership and i don't have any attachment to any results therefore they don't bind me namam karmani limpanti name karma phale spruha iti mam yo bhi janati and one who understands this my nature one who understand it that i am not a doer and i don't have any desire for action such a person will also become free from the bondage of action so here bhagwan is revealing the secret of karma yoga the main essential factor in karma yoga is to perform our duties in such a way that slowly and steadily it should lead us to a state of understanding that i am not the doer so first it begins by becoming free from the attachment to the results of action and slowly and steadily we will become free from the sense of doership also yeah. so this fourth chapter is like a uh, what you call uh, like a like a commentary you can say or more depth understanding of karma yoga is given here because in karma yoga we have to perform action dedicated to god so what is the nature of god is revealed here what is the nature of action which we have to perform and what is the meaning of dedicating and becoming free from action that's also revealed here so bhagwan by telling about himself and that is called his divine action why his actions are divine because though appearing to be performing action he is not performing in action because there is no sense of doership 
and there is no attachment to the results of action. By his mere presence, action happens. Just like the sun, by the very presence of the sun, the activities happen on earth. Without the sun, earth is not possible. But sun is not the doer of any action. By his mere presence, activities take place. Similarly, by the mere presence of God, activities happen. So, itimam yobi janati karma bhir nasabadyate, one who understands this secret of my action will become free from all bondage of action. So, after saying this, now he will say something more. Directly first, Bhagavan tells Arjuna, therefore, you follow this path of karma yoga. More about it, we'll see tomorrow.